This is Femoir the Podcast, episode 45. And today we're going to talk all about letting go. Hi, friends. This is Femoir the Podcast. I am Brianna Hansen. I am glad you are listening. This is a very exciting podcast because this is kind of like the first official one of the new year that we are going to do together. This is kind of the first official soiree into this new podcast format together. So last week was just kind of like describing that we're going to change. And this week, what I've realized and decided is that uh, I, I am really focused on two things in my world, in my life. I'm focused on comedy, making people laugh and, uh, you know, bringing light to the world. And I'm focused on happiness, uh, pursuing what it means to be happy. Like I listen to podcasts like WTF, which is a highly comedic podcast or done by a comedian. It's kind of changing into interviews of anyone, but I listen to that and I listen to, as I mentioned before, um, You Made It Weird, which is all about comedians. Like I live in the comedy world and pursue the comedy world, but I also listen to podcasts like On Being and I read books like Following Your Intuition and Write It Down, Make It Happen. So and Do the Work by Stephen Pressfield. I read that book and I love that book. Um, although there's a lot of books. This, is a, this isn't a book suggestion podcast. So I was thinking like, let's spend this podcast time we have together every week talking about some element of like comedy and happiness because unfortunately so many comedians are like super depressed and uh, although they are funny, can be depressing like, I love Larry David. I think he's hilarious. In case you're not into comedy world, he's one of the co-creators of Seinfeld, and he has his own spinoff show, Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's not really a spinoff. It's just kind of his own show, Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I love it. It's hilarious. He is hilarious. He is truly a, a comedic genius. I mean, he's created really, really successful programs. I will say this. If you watch a marathon of Curb Your Enthusiasm, you're exhausted after like the second episode or third episode because it's kind of depressing. Like nothing ever goes right for this guy and everything's always going wrong and everyone's always mad at him and he's always trying to explain himself and it's it's kind of depressing. Same with uh, Louie, which is a really popular show with the amazing and inspiring comedian Louis C.K. Uh, it's, a, it's a great show. I highly suggest you watch. I watch. I love it. Uh, it is also kind of depressing. <laughs> and not that all comedians are depressing. They're certainly not. But there is this like strand in comedy of like, I'm sad. I'm sad and I'm going to stand on stage and make tell you how sad I am. So hopefully it makes you feel better. And believe me, if I thought I could get away with that, it's obviously a very popular comedy persona to take on. And uh, self-deprecation is also very popular. And I'm telling you, if I thought I could get away with it, I would. I've tried. I've tried being self-deprecating. I've tried being sad and depressed, but it does not work for me because I don't think it's like genuinely who I am. Not that I'm like a genuine like Polly Pop Pop Pollyanna, um, but I am, you know, 
productive and I am pursuing happiness and I am interested in spirituality and trying to make uh, the world around me better uh, by making myself better. And uh, it's a process. It's an ongoing process. So I think in these podcasts, uh, we're going to talk about that type of stuff and make it like, I don't know, advicey. Although I don't, let me give a disclaimer. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know what my own perspective is. I know what my own perspectives in life are. I know what my own experience is and what my reading. Oh, can you hear that? Do you hear that grumble in the background? That's my coffee. <laughs> my coffee is ready. I'm going to have to go get that in a minute. It's going to be delicious. But anyway, I, I know what my perspectives are. And I know that um, I love learning about this type of stuff. And I know that I like talking about it. So I think every week we're going to have a different thing that we're going to work on learning together, that we're going to focus on learning together. And hopefully you walk away or walk while listening to this because it is a podcast, but hopefully you enjoy this podcast as uh, a means by which you can think about maybe bettering yourself a little bit. And maybe my by me telling you these ideas and uh, you know fleshing them out together, I can be a better person, <laughs> hopefully a more creative person and um, you know, whatever, you get it, you get it, you get it. Do you get it? Let me know if you get it. I don't know. Maybe you get it. Today we're going to talk about letting go. <laughs> so I'm going to let go of that intro and actually get to uh, the topic of the day, letting go. This is a this has been on my mind a lot lately, and this is a hard subject to think about and talk about, at least for me, for a couple reasons. One, I am, in case you didn't notice from any of my websites or anything else I do, I am a bit of an overachiever. Uh, I've realized that about myself. I have always been that way. I was born and bred to be that way. I am around a lot of overachievers. I was, especially during my formative years, so I'm used to producing a lot. So the idea of letting go for me can uh, be synonymous with the idea of not achieving what you set out to achieve. Like when you're taking on a bunch of tasks, you know, you uh, you just do them all. You don't uh, let anyone know that you can't do it. You just do it. Uh, when you have goals, you continue pursuing all goals that you've ever made for yourself without uh, accepting the fact that sometimes by letting some things go, you're actually making room for the better and the newer and better achieving the new goals, if that makes sense. Uh, the other reason that this is a really difficult topic for me is because I'm a pack rat. I can be a pack rat. It is, it is in my nature to be a pack rat. Left to my druthers, uh, if I didn't have you know, the support and love around me that I do, and if I didn't constantly work on bettering myself, uh, and it's a constant, it's constant, I would be on an episode of Hoarders. This is a story to show you how I'm hardwired. I have this clown uh, that I grew up with that I sleep with every night, and his name is Clowny. Um, I named him when I, like, couldn't speak. So if you have an opinion about my clown's name because it's too simple or whatever, uh, you know, talk to me in person because we're going to talk that out. So I have this clown, Clowny. I was obsessed with Clowny. Um, Clowny went everywhere with me. Literally, it was me and Clowny for years, for at least a decade, until um, I was maybe like 12 to 16, somewhere in there. One night, uh, I was playing softball, and I brought Clowny because Clowny went with me everywhere. 
and I brought him to uh, the softball diamond where I was playing. And uh, I thought I left Clowney. I thought I left Clowney at the softball diamond. I thought I went home. We couldn't find Clowney anywhere. And I was freaking out. I was sobbing. I was crying. I was losing it. And my parents, as much as they were like, oh my God, she's always pretty dramatic, kind of understood where I was coming from because Clowney like was my guy. That was like the one thing in the world that I as a child loved, that I understood love by loving this clown. So my dad, God love him, went out looking for Clowney. It was pouring down rain. It was like 10 o'clock and he went out for like two hours walking through the rain with a flashlight in the dark looking for my clown um, because he's like such a great dad. He didn't find Clowney in the softball diamond. Um, meanwhile, I'm at home literally bawling my eyes out and I have tons of stuffed animals. Like Clowney was theoretically replaceable. I had a huge hammock of stuffed animals. Stuffed animals were like a thing I collected, but I wanted Clowney. So uh, my dad's on the way home. He's thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to have to tell her that her clown's not here. And then he looks in the rear view mirror and I had put Clowney in the back seat, sitting up in his own spot with a seatbelt on. Um, so he, Clowney was in the back seat of our van, just sitting there, um, dry. My father's soaked. Anyway, he comes in and he has Clowney and uh, I am very happy. All that to be said, uh, while my dad was looking for Clowney, I'm crying, right? I keep – now, don't think this is so gross. I was mostly crying with my tears. It wasn't like snot, although I think there was some snotting. I keep some of the tissues, you guys, from crying because I want to remember how sad I was when I thought I lost my clown. I keep some of the tissues from crying when I thought I lost Clowny. That is – my hardwired nature. That is how pack ratty I could have developed into. And so I have to watch it because I have uh, developed this idea, um, which I think is a normal one. I think a lot of people do, that these physical tokens around us remind us of this uh, emotional journey we've been on. And by not having the physical token, we might forget the emotional journey and therefore lessen it because uh, it had such an impact in our lives. So uh, letting go is hard for me <laughs> because uh, I want those physical uh, tokens around me and it's hard for me because I assume I can do everything. Okay, having said all that, this is why I think it's so important and this is why I'm focusing on it so much this year, which is why I'm doing like the first podcast on it. It is uh, letting go is one of the most powerful things you can do, and I think one of the most empowering things you can do for yourself. Um, I have learned to accept the fact that I cannot do everything. Like even with this podcast, like with the last episode, I was talking about how I realized as I was doing it, I just, I don't have the time or capability anymore right now in this moment to create a new, a brand new 20 minute episode filled with sketches and songs and everything I was doing um, every other week. I don't even know that I have the time to do it every month at this point. Uh, I just, I'm working on several other projects that I'm really happy about. So I had to learn and am still uh, accepting that I have to let go of the idea 
that I can do this podcast and I can go out and do stand up every single night and I can write a web series and produce it and I can be working on my book at the same time and I can have a full time job and I can be taking meetings for various other projects and I can be, you know, there's, there's so many things, there's only so many things you can do. So you had, I have to let go of the space that I was, uh, spending doing that particular type of, uh, femoir podcast that I was doing in order to make room for new stuff coming in. Just like uh, I was, uh, when I first moved here, I needed money and uh, I was working um, full time, but I started working uh, babysitting before I would go to work. So I'd babysit from seven to nine in the morning and then I'd go to work from like 9.30 to, you know, anywhere between 4.30, 5.30, 6.30. And I, I would work all day long. And uh, it served me at first because I needed a little extra income so I could start feeling comfortable and getting in financially and getting in some classes and everything. But then it started uh, very quickly, like my gut was telling me that this is taking up too much time. It was becoming emotionally and physically taxing um, after several, several months of this, after like a bunch of months of babysitting every day in the morning. And uh, it was hard for me to think, let go of this job because job brings in money. It, I couldn't, I was like, but I need money. I'm not financially better than I was when I started. I just have a little extra income and this is helping me with that. But uh, but I decided that I just couldn't handle it anymore. I talked it out. I thought it out. And I decided to um, you know, quit in the morning just doing this two-hour thing in the morning with a family who was very nice about it. Um, and almost immediately, I, it was like a reward from the universe. I got like two or three things that just immediately fell into my place financially. I got a commercial agent and I got, um, you know, just a bunch of things that fell into place. And I realized that was kind of what I think is the universe's reward for like, okay, you made space for this. Now that you got rid of this thing, we're going to add this thing because, you know, the universe is bountiful and plentiful. So that was kind of cool. Um, I try and remember stuff like that when I'm struggling with like, oh, but I can do everything. I can keep up everything. I try and remember the feeling of when you get rid of something, it's not that you're losing it. It's that you're making space for the new. Like I cleaned out my closet. <laughs> I uh, hardcore cleaned out my closet. And actually it felt good because I've kind of moved every couple years and I think I'm in LA for a very long time. So I'd accumulated a lot of stuff. When you move, you know, you automatically don't bring everything with you. You just bring the core stuff. So I've been in LA a couple of years now and I had accumulated a good amount of stuff from various outlets. Then I just, uh, I was reading about it and I just decided to clean the hell out of it. I, if I didn't wear something regularly, it was gone. <laughs> and uh, it, instead of me being like, oh, but this shirt was the first shirt I wore when uh, my ex-boyfriend and I went on a first date and like I remember the way he talked about it and the way I felt and all these things, which was literally I thought I had about one of the shirts. And I, and I thought, well, that's great. Losing this doesn't lessen that memory. And uh, I don't wear it and it's a nice shirt. So give it to someone who might wear it. Let the shirt actually be a shirt instead of just a dust collector in my closet. So I clean the heck out of it. And, uh, and it was uh, very cathartic. It also, one of the things that helped me as I was thinking like, I want to get rid of some of this stuff was I'm, I'm satisfied and with where I am in a lot of ways. I'm very grateful for the abundance around me. I am grateful for the world that um, I've created and has been uh, helped and created for me. I am ready, willing, and able to uh, progress a little bit in my career. I want, um, 
I want to have certain things happen that are not happening. And so by holding on to these old artifacts, I'm not making room for this new stuff to come in. And I know it seems silly because it's just clothes, but uh, for me, it's also like emotions, you know, get rid of uh, the feelings of these ex-boyfriends or whatever, or um, old relationships in any capacity so that you can make room for new ones. I think we hold on to stuff way too long these days. We can keep in touch with people in a million different ways, which is really cool and uh, exciting and neat and should be used, uh, you know, in its own way. But sometimes I think it's important to say this relationship has served its purpose. You know, this friendship has served its purpose. And that doesn't mean you have to hate the person. It doesn't mean you have to completely cut them out. But you need to recognize that they no longer serve you in this life. Uh, in this particular element of your life. Maybe they'll come back, maybe they won't. But um, you can't be like attached to having to keep up with everything and everyone. You have to just let it go and just let it be. And uh, that's that's also very hard to do. That's especially hard to do for me because uh, I go all in when I'm into a friendship or when I'm into a relationship, I go all in. And uh, I pretty much don't know that it's over until I am just emotionally barren. I have nothing left to give and I am uh, losing it. Uh, That's when I know I'm like, oh, maybe there's something wrong here. It's hard for me to accept sometimes that like if a relationship in my mind isn't completely gone, doesn't mean that it's not time to let it go. You know, people have their own emotional journeys they need to go on. They have their own Um, progress that they need to make in their life. And sometimes you don't serve them by staying in their life. So you need to be willing and able to let yourself go away from them. Um, Because sometimes when you're soul searching, you got a solo soul search. And sometimes when you're soul searching, you can do it in a duo. But a lot of times, you know, you just have to recognize whether or not you're serving a great purpose in someone else's life as much as they are serving a purpose in yours. It's a lot. This is a lot. (laughs) I hope I'm making sense. Um, The one last thing that I will say about letting go, and this is for both of us. I say this to to you, but I mean, it's really to myself as far as I know. You know, I don't know who or if anyone (laughs) will listen to this. But the last thing about letting go that um, I'm really embracing and accepting this year and being proactive about embracing and accepting this. I won't say I'm trying to. because I am actively embracing it doesn't mean it's been embraced, but uh, it means I'm actively uh, I'm, I'm doing it, uh, maybe or maybe not successfully. Trying really hard not to use the word try, and I just used the word try when saying trying. The point is, the last uh, element of letting go that uh, I think is really important is sometimes by letting go of this outside notion that something has to happen or letting go of some perspective you have when entering into a conversation, a relationship, a new um, job, whatever. We have these perceptions that we believe have to be true. And uh, we have these things we believe we have to check off. And really only by letting those perceptions go um, do we really know if there's any truth in the relationship. I'll give you an example. Um, If you're with someone, here's an example from my own life. Uh, If you're with someone, I'll say if you, but really it's a very personal example. If you're with someone and uh, you feel them slipping away, right? 
and you feel them um, pulling into themselves and pulling away from everyone. And uh, you feel them maybe not being honest with you and you feel them having these other intentions and other um, aspects of their life that they're not sharing with you. You really have two options, right? You can uh, love them and accept what's going on and uh, let it go, meaning let it be what it's going to be, except the fact that maybe that means, you know, you're going to break up, except the fact that maybe that means um, they're going to hurt you. Uh, or you can grip on even tighter. <laughs> you can um, try and force something to be a way that it is not going to be. In my own experience, I found as a person who has a tendency to grip on tighter because uh, why couldn't we do everything we said we would do? Um, it is not helpful <laughs> to grip on tighter. In fact, it makes the person pull away harder as it does when someone grips on tightly to me. I get very like, you leave me alone. You let me be me. Let me make my own decisions. Um, and even if you do grip on tighter, then all you can do to maintain that grip is grip even tighter and tighter and tighter until you're just exhausted and your hand has a cramp, really bad cramp from gripping so tight and you're like, ah, I need a hand massage, but who gets a hand massage? So then you got to pay for a full manicure, you know, and because manicures come with like a slight hand massage. Anyway, the point is there's when you start gripping on too tightly to something instead of just letting it go and letting it be what it's going to be and letting it choose to be, you know, with you or choose to be um, what you think it could or should, what horrible word should is, but what you think it could be, um, you're letting it be, when you choose to grip on tighter, what I'm trying to say is when you choose to grip on tighter, it's, um, you never know if that person or that uh, relationship or that experience is the way that it is because it truly is that way in its essence or is the way that it is because you're forcing it to be that way. And if you're forcing it to be that way, then you're not getting a truthful experience. So you have to just like let people decide to do what they want to do and what they're going to do. And you have to decide to be okay with that. <laughs> and uh, that's honest, honestly, you guys, that's been a huge lesson for me because uh, I've started to accept that like, you know, I, if I like someone – uh, then I'm like, oh, this could be really cool. And instead of being like, oh my God, this man is my husband and here's how he's going to act and here's when he's going to propose and blah, blah, blah. And like, he's going to do this and he's going to do that. Instead, I'm just like, I like this person. I like being in the present with this person. I want to spend time with this person because this person brings out the best in me and they're not forcing me. It's uh, my choice to spend time with them and to be with them and they understand me and accept me. And uh, all that being said, if it doesn't work out, I'm okay with that. Like it's from a place of power to say, it's all right if this doesn't work. It's all right if, um, you know, it's not a failure just because something doesn't pan out the way you think it's going to pan out. That's never a failure. It's uh, always just a lesson and learning experience. So that's what that's what the life lesson is. I've started to let go of like – the idea that, oh, in order to be an actor, I have to live in a mansion and be on the cover of People magazine. I'm not opposed to those things. But, um, you know, to be an actor is to be a creative person proactively trying to entertain in this world. I am an entertainer at heart. So instead of letting the world um, tell me that I'm allowed to entertain, I'm just going to let the notion of entertainer go and say, this is who I am. 
This is even this rambly thing that we're doing right now. Like this is who I am. This is I'm a weirdo who uh, loves to think about this kind of stuff and loves to talk about this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, if you don't like it, that's cool. And if you do, that's great. And, uh, you know, we'll see what it becomes together. Does this make sense? Did that did that make sense to you guys? Um, I have an article coming out in uh, Miss in the Biz, an online magazine that kind of uh, truncates a lot of this into three different things you can do to help let go. But writing that article really got me thinking a lot about that and uh, the fact that, you know, the old femoir podcast is totally changing and uh, all that jazz just has me thinking a lot about letting go. So um, I would love to hear times that you found letting go was helpful. Uh, if you've been proactive about it, if you haven't, maybe try it this week, maybe just as simple as cleaning out your closet or maybe, you know, looking at your contact list and deleting people you don't talk to. I don't know. There's something about changing your physical environment that, um, that definitely, you know, changes you, your inside environment. Does that make, not inside, your inner environment, meaning like your spirit. I think there's definitely something about the physical world outside you that can um, influence that. So, I mean, I'm not the first person to say that. You're going to be like, oh, everyone said that since the beginning of time. Duh, la, la, la. I know. I know that. I just mean, you know, there are physical things. If you feel like, I want to practice letting go, but I don't know what to let go of in my life because I'm great. Well, good for you. But I think, uh, you know, then go through your closet and get rid of 10 items, 10 items. You can do that. Just get rid of them. Go through your junk drawer and get rid of 10 things you haven't touched in a year. I think that physical act should uh, should help bring up feelings of like, but I don't want to let that go. Oh, what am I feeling right now? I'm feeling like attachment to this thing. And uh, it's just a physical object. Like everything changes. Everything is going to be gone anyway. <laughs> and uh, nothing's ever yours to begin with. So, you know, just enjoy the time that you get together with whatever, uh, physical or human, because humans are different than physical, um, thing you're interacting with. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, that's all I got for this one. Just so you guys know, um, on the Femoir blog, I'm uploading show notes after each of these podcasts. So it'll have some, um, links to articles of stuff that I talked about or some other ideas on, um, on this particular subject, um, I would also love to hear back from you. Either do a comment on that blog or email me, Brianna at BriannaHanson.com. Uh, if you have any ideas on stuff you want to talk about or you want to hear me ramble on about or you have like a question of something you're going through, like I've got a kind of Delilah-like voice. So let's make this a Delilah-like <laughs> um, podcast. Why not? We can do whatever we want. We're not attached to anything because we've let it go. <laughs> All right, friends. This is, a, this is a delight and joy for me. I hope you enjoyed yourself. You go out there and you have a fantabulous week. I will see you. I won't see you. I was going to say I'll see you next week, but I won't see you. Did you hear that pregnant pause? I will see you. Were you like, is the episode over? Oh, my God. She just ended it. That's how she's going to end these episodes. I'm never listening to this BS again. No, I was going to say I will see you. Next week, that's what I was going to say, but then I realized I'm not going to see you ever. I'm literally staring at a blank wall right now. I'm staring at a couple post-it notes that I've had up on my wall, and I'm staring at um, a couple trinkets. I'm literally looking at a rubber chicken. Let's see if you can hear it.
no, I can't even hear. There's no way you can pick up on that. I'm looking at a rubber chicken that you can squeeze an egg out of. That's what I'm doing with my morning. <sighs> All right, guys. Um, contact me. I'd love to hear from you. And we will be back with another Femweather podcast next week. Bye.